Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. This is the uh, San Jose preview episode, and Joey's here, but then we got two guys from Tectonic Takes. We got Abram and Saz. What's up, boys? What's up? Yeah, it's going to be a uh, – man, are y'all looking forward to this match? Um. So, personally, uh, yeah, I, I am – We've gotten off to a mixed start this season, and uh, you guys seem to match up pretty evenly with us in terms of uh, where we are in the standings. We're number seven, you guys are number eight. Uh, we both have two wins, two draws, uh, two losses, sorry. Um, uh, we, uh, I think, have a game more than you guys. Um, so is, I think it'll be a good test to see how, uh, how we fare against... Um, Kind of like a middle of the pack uh, MLS side. I mean, middle of the pack for us is for both of us actually. You guys have been pretty, pretty downtrodden for a few years too, haven't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, it's been rough, but uh, we looked like a completely different team this season. Um, I don't know if you've been watching, but uh, yeah, the signings we made have been really influential um yeah i'm 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 on a high even though we're not like i mean seventh is really good for us so yeah i'm, I'm pretty happy yeah it's been a it's been a good season for us so far joey how do you feel so far about this year Feeling pretty well you know expected expected to lose the first two games i didn't expect to beat new york so i'd say it's going pretty well yeah he predicted a draw joey's Sometimes Joey is, is his positivity is a little bit below mine. <laughs> but uh, did hey your wins? Where did they come? Home away? Who did you play? Uh, we were both home wins. And back onto Abram's point, <clears throat> uh, I think part of the reason it, it's exciting to face you guys is like he was saying, uh, middle of the pack. Both our wins were versus kind of like lower end teams in Colorado and I think it was Vancouver. Um, and then our losses were a thrashing versus St. Louis, which, I mean, they're on a run right now. And then uh, we were beating Atlanta and then Almada just absolutely churned up in the 93rd and 97th minute. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see someone that's around us, but again, international break and injuries. So. Yeah. Who, uh, have you guys lost anybody for the break? Yeah, we lost, uh, we lost our like main midfielder, <laughs> a creative attacking midfielder. Yeah. Then, I think we lost one of our fullbacks as well. Good, yeah, good. we're very lucky to have like Mensa still. Like I thought he was gone with Ghana for sure. Uh so that's helped. But no, like a lot of our strength that we signed, it's just the the international teams took them. So it's it's been rough. But luckily we have faced um Toronto who also had the same problem. Yeah, I mean Vancouver and Colorado seem shit rotten and horrible right now. <laughs> they they I mean they do, man. Colorado stole a point or stole a point away from Austin. I think yeah. Vancouver looks a little better than their record shows, though. Yeah, they they usually turn up versus us. We usually don't win when we go there. 
But uh, y'all want to hit Joey with your first question? He is the he's the brains behind this operation. Uh, says you want to go first? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll ask mine. Um, so I just want to know, like, I was looking at your guys' record. It either was like a pretty good win, or like your two losses uh, were pretty like big losses. So I was just wondering what has led to the success so far this season and what's gone wrong, or can you not really tell just four or five games in? I'd say what's leading to the success so far has definitely been our ability to hold possession, which is something we have been really horrible at over the last decade. Um, I think what's gone wrong so far is just kind of individual errors. I mean, little individual mistakes in the box, you know, taking an extra touch, taking one bad touch, poor shots, you know, a little mistake on 1v1 defending. Stuff like that. I mean, I think Ben Olsen's got us playing as a unit, which is, again, something else we couldn't say for a very long time. So I would say definitely the ability to keep possession is what's bringing our success right now because, you know, we're facing less shots. It's allowing our defense to hold a better shape. And it's allowing Hector Herrera to get more involved in the attack, which is really spearheading our two wins. Yeah, he's been uh when you say who has led to success, Hector Herrera and Ben Olsen. We've signed what have we signed, Joey? 14 players? It's 14 players of those 14 fucking players, guys. That's an entire team. 14. 14. Yeah. Damn. What about that? Yeah, man. We've had massive turnover. We cut rid of a lot of deadwood. And uh the losses, if you go back and look at the Cincinnati game, it's the first game. I thought we outplayed them. We just could not be clinical or finish in the final third. And New England. You took a team from Houston, which is in the swamps and the bayous of the South, and threw them into the fucking snow. So, like, I looked at that match, and I was like, there's no way this is going to turn out well. And Bruce Arena's a good coach. New England's usually, if they're not good, they're solid. You know, they're, they're if they're not a top three team in the East, they're, they're mid-table. But, man, Hector Herrera's been, he's been the shit so far. <laughs> yeah, um, as a Mexican um person i don't know what i was gonna say uh the mexican um i was very excited that he was coming to the league obviously not super happy that he was coming to you guys um i think that he made his debut against us uh last year um but yeah uh, i've had him on my fantasy team uh all all season and he's been coming in clutch just a very consistent um yeah i, I don't look forward to facing him especially with a. Uh, I think we still have Grezo out and Montero. Um, yeah, not not fun. Uh, yeah, right, so Joe. it wasn't it wasn't his debut that was against you guys last year. It was, like, it was his first start. His debut was against Dallas. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good that one. Was, yeah, that was a phenomenal game. Yeah, I was there, and we were we were down. I think it was two to one. He came in, and he was the one that had the cross for the assist, I believe. Mm-hmm. to tie the game and man he, he raised the energy but last year when he came in this was a team full of mls role players and usl all-stars this is a team now that features uh oh we just signed the guy from where's he from joey denmark yeah it's Danish. Denmark from from mitchell and denmark. I, always, I always want to say the netherlands because i get them confused <laughs> but we signed so many players man we have we have a lot of different options and, and we actually have we have depth now but Joey, hit him with your question, bud. All right. So, so you're Mexican national team. I'm an American national team fan. So, one player that I was really looking forward to this season, I had him penciled in as probably the American to break out this year, Cade Cowell. And he just yeah. hasn't done it yet. What, what's going on with them? Says, you want to take this? 
Yeah, actually, I would. Um, I have to disagree as far as the underperforming. Um, as far as the goals and the assists, which is obviously what you want from your wingers, um, it's not what we saw during his first half. When he made the all-star team, I thought the first half of that season, he was phenomenal and should have been there, and then there was a bit of a drop-off. Um, as far as seeing Cade Cal, though, I've seen a much bigger development as far as making really intelligent runs. And when he gets the ball, there's three guys on him. He's opening up space and he's learning to drag that space with him and open up Jeremy Abobasi. And you can see our whole attack is going to, especially with Montero out, our whole attack it mostly goes down Espinosa side uh, on the right, but it is just crossing in the ball. So I think Cade Cal, from a intelligent point of view, has improved and he's been performing much better. It's just getting him onto that statue. And our whole team has been kind of struggling in the final third. In the last game, we had like two or three opportunities. That I'm not joking. We're probably six yards out and we just could not find the back of the net. Hey, That's what fair. is it? Y'all have that. What is it? The many faces of Cade Cowell? Is that is that one of the locks? Of locks of Cade. Locks or looks? Locks, like because of his locks. hair. Oh, you uh, you guys follow that because he's a handsome lad. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I've seen that. Guy. <laughs> hey, what is he? 19, 18? How he's not old? Is uh, he? I think he just turned twenty. Oh man, oh, built like a Greek god for about five, six years now. Though. Yeah, who wouldn't yeah. want to be like that? You guys said three guys on him. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, but if you yeah, guys I... are atta- if you're attacking down your right, we run our play primarily through the left, and uh, that should be interesting because your right is our left. This could be a game we see like a four to three, two to one, three to two. This could be a, we tend we all we both tend to not play a lot of defense when we play each other. Yeah, you know it really rang home when you were talking about what worked for you, and what didn't, and just it's it felt like you were talking about us, where it's like, well, we're holding possession a lot better this year, but we tend to make one or two silly mistakes. I would say the the bright side of our right side, even though it's being the attack, we have Christian Espinoza who is just an absolute workhorse, so he will find his way back. And then a Capo has been a new signing for us who has been unbelievable. Like going forward, it just it looks like he's going to take a heavy touch and he's going to lose it, but he just finds a way to get to it, but we'll also find a way to get back. So yeah, that will be a very interesting matchup. Right on, man. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's always exciting when we play y'all because you know the history and everything with San Jose moving here. And then you guys, what year did you guys get a franchise back there? Uh, Was it 11? Somewhere between 10 and 12. Yeah. And is the support, is the support, is it increased? Is it decreased? How is it out there? Uh, I personally like to think it's a little plastic. Um, If it's, if we're playing LA Galaxy or we're playing a big team, I was a season ticket holder last year and I went to every single game before I went to college. If it was a big game like that, or we went on a hot streak with the very few times we do with Alameda, a lot of people showing up. But if we're playing like a real Salt Lake or we lost five or six games in a row, we're lucky to scrape 10,000 to 11,000 people at the game. Almeida's still the coach. He left, didn't he? No, he left about seven games in last season. That's <laughs> he right. He was he was yeah. very vocal, wasn't he? He was like your Antonio Conte. Yeah. No, he was not happy. Yeah. But he didn't win. But he was a good coach, man. Yeah. Uh, Abram, what's your question, man? What do you got for us? Uh yeah, let me see. Let me see. Um so yeah, uh you said that um you guys have been making big strides since last season. Uh, where where did it go wrong for you guys? Because you guys finished just above us, but they're both uh, not great finishes. So I was curious, in uh, your opinion, what what, you, uh, what went wrong? So I forgot we finished above you. Thank you for that. Because <laughs> three years in a row at the bottom would have been unfucking bearable. What went wrong? 
Uh, number one, the coach. I, I back everybody they hire. I back everybody they play. Apollo Nagamora and uh, Tab Ramos, in hindsight, Apollo Nagamora was not a very good coach. Tab was better. Uh, the, the, the scheme, we were playing sit low and hoof it over the top. Right. And Joey, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the you're the stats and tactics guy. But we, we, we would sit relatively low or we'd press in a, in a very haphazard way. And we just kind of kicked it long to Fafa or we kicked it long to Corey Baird. We, we didn't have any any build up play. It was just go get it. But uh, what fucking everything went wrong. Everything's gone wrong here for a long time. Aside from the Open Cup of 2018, the investment in the academy, the investment in the facilities, the investment in the analytics that was non-existent. So this year, new or last year, new ownership, a uh, ton of contracts up, ton of players traded. Joey, how much TAM and GAM did we build up? Wasn't it like $4 million? It was a pretty crazy amount, especially even on draft day. It was like almost like 600, 700K just on draft day alone. Yeah, we've made a lot of, sh- we've made some bad moves last year. We, we made a couple of poor decisions based off of YouTube scouting. Yeah, but this, Tiago was a terrible <laughs> signing. And our GM goes, yeah, I saw him on YouTube. It's like, don't say that out loud, bro. You're a professional <laughs> general manager. Don't admit that. Like, we can say that because we, you know, we have jobs that aren't revolving around football all the time. But, I mean, what could go wrong has gone wrong. And we've played like shit away from home. And then at home, instead of winning like we did in the past, we would draw. And we even lost a few times. But that's pretty much what, 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 what went wrong. So, with you guys, you kind of said you're going to play down the right. What kind of formation you guys run? Who do you predict to be – uh out there in your first 11 so uh we started this season with a 4-3-3 uh pretty consistently but um with grazo out Montero out that is a big uh hole in our midfield so we kind of uh moved to a four two uh, four four two and um so that's last game we saw uh baldissimo and yule start in the center midfield and surprisingly, we had Benji start at left wing, and uh, Kate Powell was a striker, along with the Bobasi and uh, Espinosa on the right wing. Um, and I mean, we did get a lot of chances uh, last game that we just didn't finish, so I can't say it's gone horribly. Um, but yeah, that's how I I predict that we're gonna stick with that uh until we get our personnel back. Um, I'm predicting we have a four four two again. The Jackson Yule. Jackson Yule, yeah. I like him. He was almost a dynamo player. Was yes. he? Yeah. We were we were you guys picked him I forget exactly how it played out. There was some sort of trade with that we did to get AJ De La Garza on that draft day and we were gonna pick him. We were gonna pick Ewell. You guys got that pick and picked Ewell. It sounds like you guys like Ewell more than we like Ewell. <laughs> well, we don't see him every week though, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I personally like you. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, very nice guy, but other than that, I, I like his ability on the ball. Um, and uh, it just hasn't had a chance to really shine with um, how our midfield was. We didn't have anyone really backing him up, so he was asked to do a lot um, off the ball, on the ball. He, he was just basically – he was a center back at the very start of um, – uh, last season, which was insane. But, um, yeah, he, he really shown in the beginning of this season when we had an actual center defensive mid behind him. Um, so, yeah, I, I personally like him a lot. He's a good MLS player. I, I He gets a lot of hate because he's pretty horrible at the national team, but I think it's just not his level. 
Yeah, uh, I, I unfortunately have to agree. Um, and uh, unfortunately, again, uh, he kind of showed some of that national team form with us. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate. We thought that he was going to be bigger and he just hasn't panned out that way. But I think that what he has brought to the club uh, has been good. Um, some people, I think, treat him har more harshly than they should because he's the captain. Um, but yeah. I'm the captain now. You said you th they thought he'd be bigger. My girlfriend told me the same thing. First time she, <laughs> saw, me, first time she saw me naked. I thought she'd be bigger. But uh, let's see. All right, next question y'all got. Send that over to Joey. My, my main man, my hetero life partner. And actually, I, I see the other two he has. Those are, uh, I think I can talk on those. Sure. Yeah. Um, start. I guess we can start in order with the Mensa and Grezo signing. Uh, Mensa has been, I think, just it's been a whole back line. We pretty much a new back line we have. Uh, I don't think there's we got a few. We got the left and right back at the end of last season. The right back was hurt. But it's a completely new backline, a backline that the previous season conceded MLS highs. I believe it was 64 goals conceded, which uh, and our goalkeeper was either leading the league or ended the league in like saves and 1v1 save percentages. So that really lets you know how much we were dealing with shots on target. So I think that's been an absolute revelation. And then Jackson Ewell, as we were just talking about, I think he's better in a more attacking mid position more when he not necessarily that creative guy like Montero would be for us, but just when he's more free to move up and help out in the attack versus having to be so deep and just send long ball all the time. And I think Grezo has really freed him to go forward. Uh, something that we've tried to do with Judson and Ramady, uh, two player one, we still have one we had in the past, uh, but it just didn't quite pan out as well. Uh, but the, yeah, the signings have been absolutely phenomenal. Our GM Chris Leach is a, I don't know the other ones in the league, but I would like to make an argument best in the league. It's mm -hmm. just he got Jeremy Abobasi for chump change for a player we weren't even using anymore. He just got a captain from another team when we had defensive problems a week after our main defensive player just tore his ACL. He got just endless signings, and it's just in very good times. You just got to give him a little time to <laughs> give him some time to cook, you know? Yeah, when yeah. you guys signed uh, Gruezo, I thought it was a little bit of an overpay as a DP. Because I, I thought he was good in Dallas, but he wasn't, like, big DP level. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think he's a DP? Uh, I mean, whatever it takes to keep him at the freaking uh, – on the field. Uh, I mean, we really, really needed a man in his position, and uh, he worked out perfectly. I think he's the right age, right experience, um, and he's he's very good. Um, so personally, it's not my money. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't feel too bad about paying a, a record fee, uh, three million. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with him. Like like Sal says, um, back to what Sal says about the uh, our GM, he's been uh, campaigning like um, we hear too much trash talk on Chris Leach. Uh, he he's really turned this team around ever since he took the reins. It's been huge. Yeah, we had we had fans that wanted Onstad out in uh I think it was in year one. And you know, he came, he was never he'd never been a GM before. He was a technical director, but not a GM. And it sounds like what you guys have done is a lot like what we have done because he just brought in the captain from Michelin, which is in Denmark. Uh Eric Shvyachenko, who is five times capped with the Danish team. He's he's fucking phenomenal. Like if you watch his highlights, he is he's he's good. 
and he's he can use both feet and he can score and he can get in there with his head and he's defensively he's he's solid. And then he also you guys said you set the record with the Griezo signing. Uh, our personal record, I believe. Yeah, we did too with uh Ferreira. What was Ferreira, Joey? Yeah, four point five million somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, and he's played how many minutes? One hundred and twenty-eight this yeah. year. Barely played this year at all. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not seen the pitch because he doesn't. It's pay, they say he's not fit. That's number one thing. But he doesn't appear to fit this system either, which is concerning. We're we're wondering whether or not he's going to make it through the season. I hope he does. Yeah, I think Garza has been great for us. Uh, our, this is a game where we uh, lost to St. Louis on paper. It looks bad. And if you watch just the highlights, it's bad. But I think if we go back and you were to just watch that first 30 minutes, because Grezo was good for about 27 and then he got injured. I'd argue we – I don't even want to say we were the better team, but it was very back and forth. And there were moments where I'm like, oh, my God, we are playing like some serious ball here. Grezo goes down on top of some other injuries we already had. Uh, and the game just slowly fell apart because we don't have that deep of a roster at the moment. Uh, our coach came in late. He was coming back from the net. Na- uh, he was the assistant coach for the national team. So he had to come in a little bit late, had to learn the guys. Um, I'm also not too mad about him being a DP because we just haven't filled our final DP spot for like three years now. So mm-hmm. might as well just use it if we have it. So here's my one issue with it. So I look at Gruezo as a DP and he's, he's a good player, but then I look at what we did with our defensive midfielder position. We brought in Artur from Columbus and I would say, through the first few games of the season, Artur has been even better than Gruezo. Artur has been in top five, six in the league. Yeah, ridiculously good as, so good as our DM. But then again, you could also look at our our biggest signing in Ferreira, and you could say, well, you guys got Abobasi for chump change, and Abobasi right now is better than Ferreira. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think if we're like comparing player to player i could also make the argument of like systems like young Gregush for us he was phenomenal the year before and then barely saw the pitch for us um and now he's already playing pretty well for nashville um but also it could be the system and yeah like you're gonna have better signings and he could be a better player and he is i haven't seen him um i don't doubt it but um i think it's just i i like what chris leach has done and I, he has not put a foot wrong so, again, I think the biggest thing with the DP for me is, like, we had the extra spot and we knew we needed a defensive midfielder, so why not just use it? Yeah, we had a plethora of middling defensive midfielders last year, Matias Vera and Darwin Saran. But uh, now we have Artur, we have Luis Caicedo, and then we have uh, 18-year-old Brooklyn Reigns who just made his debut last week in the win versus NYCFC. Him and a uh, 20-year-old Nelson Quinones, but Reigns had a good game. Quinones played like dog shit. So you guys <laughs> asked – he was so bad – you guys asked, uh, how different does this team look pre and post Hector? Joey, I'm going to take this one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the energy number one at the stadium is, is very different. Granted, we still slack off and we have matches like versus uh, NYCFC. There was 13,000, some change. Austin, there was 20,000 people that showed up. Uh, last year, it was a quick lift of energy, and then it was like a more of a, what the hell's going on? Why aren't we winning? Nothing's changed. He looks lost. He got injured. He's, it looked like he was tuning up for the World Cup. But now that he's no longer, I would imagine, with the national team, because, you know, I mean, is he? Who's the, Saz, you're the national team guy, right? Um, no, they're trying to move on from him because the age. Um, but I would say that he's still one of the better players, but um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, move on from him. He, you guys don't want him. Let him play in Houston. Let him focus here. <laughs> because with this season, with him being focused on Houston, 
it's night and day. Like last year, he was a, I hate to say this, but he was like a six and seven guy. This season, he's an eight and a nine. He's a totally different player. And the team is totally different now that he's had time to integrate, time to, you know, lead them to really be the captain. Cause he came in and took the armband from Tim Parker, who was having a phenomenal season in St. Louis, but he never, he was shit for us. He was not good. I think his overall average rating was below average, six, five, six, six. But uh, it's it's better. It's so much better. And, and he touches the ball 30 to 40 times more than everybody else. And everything we do runs through Hector. And you guys have seen him supporting the national team. He is an MLS man. He It's hard to get him off the ball. You got to foul him or, or he's got to make a mistake. And he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, he's a joy to watch. I've, I've always loved, I loved um, Ache Ache. And, um, yeah, I'm jealous that you guys got him. Uh, we have a huge uh, Mexican population here in um, San Jose and the Bay Area. Uh, we would have loved him, but, uh, of course, the true San Jose fashion, we didn't really. Uh, until recently, we haven't signed many players. Well, we paid we paid premium dollar for him. He's making a lot. He's making more money here than he was in Madrid. Is that oh. right, Joey? Joey, isn't he? Isn't he making more money here? I actually have no idea. I think in Madrid he was making three point two a year, and now he's making four and a half. I, th- I think making a we, lot here. That's all I know. We and you know what? Like, I've been to San Jose, San Francisco, the Bay Area, all that. Um, the Hispanic population in Houston is through the roof. I think Houston is a city of documented four to five million. Realistically, there's about seven million people here, and over fifty percent Hispanic. So we are hoping that he really taps into that fan base because that's a that's a group that really hasn't uh, grown to the dynamo. They haven't really, you know, caught on because they have Tigres, America, Cruz Azul, all those different teams. But if he can tap into that and he can get them excited, because I'll tell you what, the first his debut was the first time I heard the P word chanted out at the uh, when the goalkeeper kicks the, the ball off. It's the first time I heard it here. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because here we have um, a, a problem with uh, getting people to the games. Uh, we have a lot of empty seats, and I was. I just assume that like that's just an us problem, uh, but how are you guys doing with that? Because I know that like soccer in America is a growing sport, um, but I would have thought maybe just me being down on San Jose, but um, I would have thought that you guys were were doing better. I mean, it's getting a little better, and they did a really big, really big good job on uh, renovating the stadium this off season. They got the new mesh seats in. They changed uh, all like the food options, so they're making strides to get people into the stadium. And of course, Hector Herrera as a player is going to attract people into the stadium. As we've had some lows in attendance, like really, really bad seasons attendance wise. And through the two games against against Austin, the, the attendance was phenomenal, and then against uh, New York, it was kind of just average. So in, it's better than being horrible right now, but it's still not where. We would like it, but they're making strides. They're putting an effort. Yeah, the, the upgraded seats, they changed the color scheme, so they're not all orange. So when you look, sometimes you're like, is that a person or an empty chair? So it's hard to tell. And I will tell you, they put in 10, they put in 10 local restaurants into the stadium. And I think there was an article that said, we now have, I can't remember, the most diverse food options in the league. You can get, you can get a bami, you can get barbecue, you can get street corn, you can get pizza, 
you can get pasta, you can get seafood, you can get whatever the fuck you want. It's the renovations at the stadium, Joe, you'll see it when you come here. It's, 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 it's so pretty. Like it, it arouses me. It's, it's extremely, it's so pretty. <laughs> it is, man. I know that sounds weird, but like, it's, oh, it's, I like it. I like I'd it actually be interested on that, uh, that food discussion. Cause we have, uh, food trucks at the back of ours and ours are pretty similar. We have a lot of food trucks like um, in, at the stadium where they can access it. From yeah. They fence? park. Yeah. No, it's inside the stadium. Like you go inside and then, uh, slightly to the right is like the actual like stadium and everything. But if you just keep walking straight is we have the world's largest outdoor bar. And then to the left of that is a giant grass area. And they just like do like little games there for like kids or like you can like do a picnic there and watch on a big screen if you don't have like good tickets. And then behind that, um, it's just a bunch of like parked food trucks that roll in before each game. That's awesome. cool, man. It's sick. It's like one of the sickest things. I've, I've gone to a lot of different sporting events in my life. PayPal Park is one of the like coolest places I've ever been. You know, because but like people, we were talking about this, and I think you guys can attest to it with your attendance as well. People still they come to watch us win. They come to watch y'all win. Yeah, the food is a benefit. But I mean, dude, the first night I was there, I took my two two of my four kids, and we spent like two hundred dollars on food. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, some of that was alcohol for me, but yeah. uh, man, no, it, it was ridiculous. You left two two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll find them eventually. They'll pop up. <laughs> <laughs> the fire yeah, department's no, the, not far yeah most definitely agree with the winning i mean we we have a good loyal base um i mean I, our favorite thing that i was so mad they haven't brought back in like a year or two is we had like a dollar dog night where it was like one dollar for a hot dog and then like two to three dollars for a beer Bro, um, we do that combo. too yeah yeah it is a dangerous night but it is like the most fun night we call them up no go ahead sorry yeah i, I was wondering uh, what formation do you guys play yeah we do it this is you. This is your territory. So it's a bit of a hybrid between a four-three-three and a four-four-two. Okay. So we kind of like play on ball. It's more of a four-three-three, but then off ball we press in a four-four-two. Mm. That's the one of the three midfielders usually Coco, Karaskia, but it was Brooklyn Reigns this last week pushes up as a striker in the off ball to press. Okay. Yeah, because last week when we were playing Toronto and we were playing a four-four-two, uh, with Jabo and uh, Kate Cal up top. I noticed Jabo was dropping down to kind of like hold whoever the six was, whether it be Michael Bradley or if they kind of wanted to switch him out. So I was curious if we were going to do that with Hector Herrera. And then we just keep Kate Cal up top. So in case we can get a long ball, we know he's outpacing anyone. Yeah, Hector's oh, not going to drop deep. Yeah. Cowell? Yeah. yeah. Well, not teenage. Teenage has got some wheels. Do you guys, If you guys get Cowell out wide left on like a counterattack against Daniel Starez, you're going to burn him. If that's gonna be scary, <laughs> if if Starris starts again, Escobar could be back. Yeah, and also we gotta see who starts out on the right for us. I mean, if Corey Barrett starts out and has those goofy turnovers, we're gonna have some problems there. You leave him alone. Our uh, <laughs> our pressing's been really really smart this year too. Uh, not having Montero is a big loss in the midfield, but uh, Baldissimo has been a good pickup. Espinosa's a dog over on that right side, and we've been it's a lot more team oriented this year, which is so much better versus just having Christian Espinosa run for 35 miles and then he has to run all the way back to play right back and he has to go all the way up to because he's our right winger. It was it's good to see the team work together. Yeah, I, I really like Montero. I thought he was phenomenal in Philly. Yeah, I, I was so yeah. impressed when we saw just a freaking teenage Brendan Aronson pretty much. Yeah almost pushed Montero out of the lineup. I thought that was crazy. I, I thought Montero was our player this season, last season. Uh, he was just unreal for me, both offensively and defensively. He did, he did it all for us. Also, just a phenomenal guy. 
He he's like he's like our he's like our Coco Karaskia. Yeah, and Coco hasn't Coco hasn't looked as good as he looked in preseason or last year. No. So when he finds his stride, um, it's we're going to be a lot more a lot a lot deadlier up front. But we also have a. You guys were talking about a Bobasi, right? Dropping deep. Yeah. yeah. We drop uh, Amin Bossy. He's a the French Moroccan. He usually plays out on the left or the right as a wing, but he will drop all the. I've seen him drop between the center backs who so get the ball. He's our creator, and he's he scored two. He's leading the team in goals, both on PKs, but he will be all over the pitch. And uh, that yeah, that right side, depending on who you put out there, if it's Steris, Steris will body him up, but he won't catch him. You know, and then uh, who's the defender on the right, Joey? That's where Coco plays, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you always got Artur, and if Artur slides over, he's done a really good job of shutting down the wings if when he needs to slide out there. Well, we'll probably see Artur will probably go more on the on our left side because he'll probably try to contest Espinosa because he's more of your ball playing forward. Yeah, how are you guys also do? How are you uh, doing on defending set pieces so far this year? Phenomenal. We haven't let up a set piece goal, have we? Yeah, no. It's it's when you get a. When you have Sterez, Bartlow, and Teenage all loaded up in the box, the set pieces are useless. New York had a bunch of corners, nothing. Seven, I think, wasn't it? I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly what we're gonna do on every single set piece. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get the ball and then we're gonna hit it to the back post where Jonathan Mensa is gonna somehow get open and then he's gonna head it back across and then hopefully one of us can head it back in. That is our ninety percent of the time what we've been doing so far. It's been pretty successful, but yeah, that's just. Uh, Back in and then we're gonna miss. <laughs> we're just gonna somehow fail. To be fair, Rodriguez, our other uh, center back, who's like six, like five, six, six, like he's been getting on some end of some set pieces. He... So, yeah, yeah. All right, you guys got the next question for us. Or Joe, you got one. Yeah, I got one. All right. all right. So we were talking about Brooklyn Reigns. He's kind of like our young stud right now in the midfield. You guys have Nico. Is it Sakiris? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, Sakiris. Sakiris. Harris, he was he was damn good last year. Like when he comes back from injury, how important is he going to be? Um, uh, you want to take the same room or? Yeah, I mean, I can take the first half. You, you can go out, uh, after. Sorry. Um, importance. We need him now. Uh, I think that he he's a very strong player, very skilled, uh, and he works hard. He has a good engine on him. Um, very um. Cause he had a killer preseason. Like he was having a, a hell of a time, um, and we're missing Montero. Uh, I mean, we'll probably have him back soon, but damn, this is a time when we needed uh, Nico, and um, it sucks that he's injured. And when we uh, have him back, Montero will probably also be back. But um, I I see him uh, having an impact this season off the bench. I don't think he's exactly gonna be like the. Um, number one game winner um but yeah definitely a, a very exciting player and um it's a shame that he uh hasn't gotten an opportunity this season what kind of ceiling do you see for him uh, yeah. yeah yeah i will uh i can yeah. have to take this one uh I, everyone says it about their young kids we heard it about Cade, freddie Adu. you hear about everyone uh my my the biggest <laughs> thing I do. yeah the biggest thing I want for Nico Jakaris is to leave the earthquakes and get some proper like training. Um, this, <laughs> kid, this kid is ready for the next level already. He needs actual like yeah. game. Minutes. Like he needs to actually like playing, get used to it in that sense. 
but is, he's ready for the professional lifestyle. He's more professional when he comes out and talks to everyone and deals with the media and everything than some of the adults. He's been ready for this his whole life. His dad's like, I think the top um, private trainer in the country, if I believe, or he's like one of them, or he knows there's, there's something there with that, but the kid on the ball is phenomenal. What impressed me the most about him is off the ball while we're on offense, scanning left, right, behind me, everywhere, every five seconds, like a European player. He's looking for those spaces, and then he's still checking. He's looking to move. It's very impressive. So I, I would just want him to get some proper training at like a <laughs> higher club level than the Earthquakes and MLS. And like I respect our staff, and like they've done it. Lucci's done a night and day job here, but it's no secret that Europe, European soccer is – maybe a little bit ahead. So it'd be really cool to see him there. The ceiling is very, very high for Nico. That's why this injury is scary. And I'm hoping it's just a one-off thing. Luchi Gonz- I'm going to take it, Joey. Okay. Luchi Gonzalez is who you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of the, he's one of the ones I wanted to replace. Uh, was it Paulo or was it tab? Uh, it was Paulo. Yeah, he was one of the ones I was looking. I was like, man, I would take him in a heartbeat. But you guys mentioned Freddie Adu, man. The last time I got excited about Freddie Adu, I was managing a USL2 team and football manager, and he was a free <laughs> agent. I was like, bring this guy in. Let's make him hit his potential finally. But it didn't happen. He sucked in USL2 as well. All right, Joey, what were you going to say? I was going to say, because uh, I was curious, he has a really good opportunity this summer because he's going to be in a U20 World Cup most likely. So that will be the opportunity to put his name out there and get that European move. It could definitely happen. I mean, we, we might lose Brooklyn Reigns for that same tournament, hopefully. I, I'll be happy if we lose him, even though it'd be nice to keep him around. But it's the same thing with, with you guys, with Shakiris. I would love to see him get that European move and really develop as a star player for the national team. But it's also selfishly, I want him to stay here and become a team legend, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, what are some things that Houston's done pretty well this season? Hmm. It's what we've done well. It's set pieces, defending and uh, offending, offending, offensively. And then uh, Herrera's been one of the best dead ball players in the league this year. His delivery has been phenomenal. Our first goal of the season was scored off a corner from Tate Schmidt. And then he's we've created a lot of other chances, a lot of secondary chances coming off corners like second balls we've seen a few times where it's kind of you know the second ball comes in and we have ivan franco he's had a attempt at a bicycle kickoff one he's had some other crazy headers off those it's been probably our most dangerous weapon and then of course our ability to win penalty kicks we've won two already and yeah, we, we worked the ball in the box pretty well yeah we I mean, work the ball in the box great it's just we have a hard time getting those clean those clean good looks out i mean when you have 14 new players, it's kind of a chemistry thing. You got to build on it. It's getting there. It's not there yet. And it also isn't helping your strikers a little useless, but yeah. Joe, you said uh, we've been good at offending. Dude, we've been offensive in the final third. Yeah, for sure. From open play. Like we have, we have more set piece. We have more goals from PKs than we do from open play. We have, is it one goal from open play? Two goals, two goals from open play. Same amount, two goals from, uh, from PKs. Final third's been tough for us, but it'll, it'll get there. He was mentioning Ivan Franco, and he's a he's an exciting young Paraguayan winger, and uh, he's very what's the word? Uh, flair. He's got a lot of flair. He's got some, oh, he's got the best hair in the league. <laughs> Looks like David. Dave, Dave might have to fight for that, but uh, oh, I don't know. Dude, this guy kind of has dude, a cullet hair. Where do you see this? 
Where do you see this hair? Uh, you mentioned something earlier, and I, I have two questions with it. Uh, when we were talking about what's been going right, and a big change for you is uh, possession this year. Um, so, what have you guys done, or have you experienced it yet? What's the team been like when they're not the team full of possession, or how they deal with that when they're not really in control of the pace of the ball? And then the second part of that question is when they do have possession, has it been useful possession? Or are you guys just leading the back line and just swinging across the back line for a long time? So um, the first part you asked, what are we like when we don't have possession? We're, yeah. we're, we're usually winning because we are very possession-based with a higher press until we have a lead. Then we will kind of drop off a little bit. Like we had what was it, 65, 60 to 65% possession versus NYFC early. And then as we, we took the lead, it, it changed. They ended up with 55-45. We've outpossessed every single team except for, was it Austin? Yeah, it was Austin. Well, 50, Austin, Austin dominated the ball after we scored. Yeah, 52 to 48, but like, like we dropped off. And then um, we do recycle on the back line a lot. We'll play out to Steve Clark, and he'll, he'll dis- distribute it to the wings, or the, the backs and the, the center backs. But we do a very good job of being patient with slow buildup and working the triangles. And then we will work the ball back across the back line, usually to the right side. And then we'll get it to the left and Schmidt will take a run and overlap. And we'll work down the left about 35 to 45% of the time. But in possession, we've been useful. We've done a good job of keeping the ball away. Out of possession, aside from the game in the snow, we have been solid at the back, which is not something we've been able to say for a long time. That's that's going to be interesting to see because we've been very possession-based and a lot of teams have tried trapping us this season, but I hate when people say this, but I'm just going to say it because I think it's just something that will resonate with people. Uh, like, I don't want to say Barcelona-esque, but we're very good in just like tiki-taka, just move quick little like rondos, like, and then getting out of the pressure and being calm. I, it's going to bite us in the butt and we're <laughs> going to give up some goals throughout the year, but it's going to be very interesting to see how you guys' press goes across that and then we've been really possession based as well except for the st louis game um it, it, where it gets frustrating is when we go from that midfield line to our forward line it turns into a lot of long ball which is great because we have kate callum and uh, christian espinoza who are some of the best like 1v1 or just going at players um but swinging it has been very good but bringing it back or doing like a slow negative ball is something that Jamiro Montero is really good at or just driving through the middle and creating more options for us. So not having him has been hurting. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how we match up against each other. And you guys play mostly through the middle or down the wings? Uh, We'll play down the wings. We'll, one of our midfielders will kind of drop back and get it. And then it is usually just send a long ball to Christian Espinoza. And then he'll, I, I'm convinced he's one of the best 1v1 players in the league. Not as far as like taking you one-on-one doing skill moves, but just literally sending the ball over and just chasing it down the line because that's all he does all game. So expect maybe a few balls to Kate early on. He'll get going and Jabo, our striker, will drop back a little bit. But like, yeah, just over the top balls on the right side. Yeah, the NYC guys were pretty excited when I told them, you know, we, well, you can attack down the wings because we clogged the middle. And we shot them down. They, it took them 82 minutes to get a shot on goal. We well, that'll went, probably happen to us because we're probably just going to take it down the wing and then hit it as hard as we can in the center, praying someone gets there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm familiar with the tactic. <laughs> we watched it from Kenyonis a lot last game. Usually ended up in the defender's shin. American soccer, yeah. Or he'd fall down. Yeah, it's going to depend a lot on Tate Schmidt's 1v1 defending because if you guys could get him 1v1 isolated, I think Espinosa could probably toy with him all night. But we've seen last game and then the second half against Austin, we've really been 
it's kind of pressing the shit out of you down that left side and pretty much not even letting you guys get him isolated. It's not really happened because you guys are more focused on defending him than attacking him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, this is this is always a game that excites me because the matchup, there is a history here and it's not a rivalry, but for the supporters, there's a little bit of shit to talk, you know. Yeah, the last few matches have been fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like when we match up, it's it's usually like, hey, let's let's forget about let's forget about let's forget about sticking to our shape and let's just go play. I mean, what was it two years ago last year, four to three on the opener? It was wild, man. I think yeah, that was the last year. That was the match I left the hospital to go watch. I was in the yeah, man, I was in the hospital and uh I told the doctor, I was like, dude, I got a game to go to. He's like, Well, I can't release you. I was like, Well, then I'm gonna leave. He's like, well, you need to sign this first. Saying so, yeah, I let you That's go crazy. against against medical advice. Like, sure thing. The game starts in two hours. I gotta go, bro. <laughs> oh man, I, I think I think our teams are similar in the sense of we both believe in big money, no whammies. Just uh, it's it's all all the chips are in, and we'll just out attack and worry about defense later. Even though our defense has been much much more organized, and we actually have like defensive tactics this year. We have like two little schemes we run, um, so that's been really fun to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean. I've talked about all the goals in the past, but this is this club and the shape and the way that we defend. It's, it's so much different. And I think this, this could be a really boring game. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there, this might be a chess match and or a bloodbath, one or the other. I think with all our missing pieces, whether it be international or injury, um, uh, you know, actually this is something we've been struggling with. We're really good for those first like 30 minutes, like really good. And then we start to get a little tired when we have our subs, we're good for about 60, 70, um but without the subs around halftime it's been getting a little dicey so we'll see um how everything plays out it, it is going to be a very fun game that's yeah. interesting because we've been growing into the games mostly yeah okay so yeah, maybe yeah. we can hopefully get an early one we have both in austin and for new york city we scored around like 15 minutes or so into the second half and so we really started getting going that's really when we start struggling. So that, that might be for you guys. Yeah, because we do, we do pretty good at first. Like we do very well at first with Steph and the other team. I think since he scored right before halftime and right after New England, New England scored theirs all right in the middle too. Yeah. Between like 35 and 65. But after that, Austin clean sheet, NYCFC clean sheet. Um, and since he won, since he won a since his goals with deflection, there was a couple things that, that went wrong, but uh, Joey, do you want to ask Chris's question or should I? Because we don't, ha- I don't have any more listed for him unless you do. You can go ahead with Chris's question. All right, just so you all know, this is not my question. Yep. This comes from the bad guy Chris on Twitter. Yeah, I know you've seen it. Chris yeah. says, What's <laughs> so good about San Jose? <sighs> literally, literally the joke of the league. Do you guys want a new owner? And where do you keep finding all those U.S. prospects? Well, um, I mean, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure which one to answer first. What's so good about us? Um, I like it here. I don't know. <laughs> <What's so good? laughs> um, I don't know. Um, and uh, do we want a new owner? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that we're all pretty unified on uh, we don't really vibe with our uh, current owner, um, John Fisher. Uh I think he owns Gap. Um, yeah, we're just not huge fans of him. And uh, I, we pretty much all blame him for where we are right now. We went from winning two MLS Cups and then you guys taking that team, winning another two MLS Cups, 
and then when we came back, we were uh, trash. Uh, we've been trash for a while, and very frustrating. Um, in terms of like talent, I think it's purely um, philosophy and geography. Um, you guys have uh, Texas, which is a huge, you know, state, but um, it seems like Dallas is the team that's more focused on um, growing young players, and we kind of are the Dallas of California in terms of like uh, growing players because LAFC and LA Galaxy don't really um they don't really approach it the same way. They they have a few like Efrain Alvarez and um, Julian Araujo, but um no we we really focus on good players coming up. Yeah, I would agree with that statement because L- the LA teams just throw money at problems. And right. uh, Austin, they haven't been here long enough to even have a strategy that we're aware of. We I don't know what our strategy was up until this year. Find a cheap bargain bin. Let's yeah, see what's Austin still have a better prospect than both us and Dallas right now. Don't you know what? Don't I hate those guys? <laughs> I can't stand them. Wolf Wolf is good. I can't I can't hate. I can't hate an Owen Wolf. He's a damn good prospect. I can because I hate nepotism. <laughs> you guys said Michael Bradley earlier, and I was like, ooh, more of it. And then you guys said uh your assistant coach was the uh men's team assistant. To Burhalter? Yeah, our, our head coach was the assistant coach for the U.S. men's national team. And I immediately thought of the Reinas and their bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. All right. What question you guys got next? Because Joey is yeah. itching to answer one. Yeah, well, actually, you know, I, I actually got some more for that last question. Uh, well, what's so great about San Jose is when you look down at our jersey, you see two stars. I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, when we look down at our jersey, I see two. Yeah, you see our two stars because <laughs> you stole our players and immediately won two years in a row. Like, So just remember that every time you look at your stars. So that's what's pretty good about our team. Um, I don't know, joke of the league, like we're, we're one of them. <laughs> like I wouldn't say we're the joke of the league. And then uh, oh, as far as talent, yeah, no, we have, you know, what's crazy is we have, we have so many young kids. We have, um uh Cruz, he's on like the U16, U19 national team. He's got like two hat tricks in a row. He's doing great. We have uh Emmy Ochoa, he's a goalkeeper who's up and coming. He's great. We have so many prospects that have come from the academy and are college players right now and will be coming back. And the craziest part about all that is with there's so many other kids in California alone that never get a look because they can't afford the game. And that's this is a whole nother conversation. But yeah, yeah. we think we just got our place in a very very like soccer centric area. Yes. We also, we haven't signed all of our prospects. We let a lot of them go. Uh, Diego uh, uh, Reyes, right. Or Reyna, I'm not sure. Um, Very uh, good player for RSL. Uh, We had Rajas who uh, went to a a USL team or or a lower league team, I believe. Uh, But these were like, uh, highly rated prospects that um we just let go because we have you know nico chikaris uh Chikaris and um gay towel players like that yeah it's um it's a bright spot in a very um where we lack a lot of brightness uh here in san jose yeah i mean there's a lot of like deep cut players too that people not even know about i coached at a high school uh before i came here to college and the high school i was coaching there was a kid there named tarun he played for the u20 three earthquakes team at like 16 he's on like the u19 national team now he goes and plays at ucla um and there are like at least five more kids i can think of like that that just no one's heard of yet or has heard of 
um i think we really seriously did just get like a really great area yeah, yeah. i mean i've said this before and who, who i always I, I refer to clint dempsey as so far the best men's team player we've had i know a lot of some, some guys like landon donovan where's donovan from california yeah he's a, yeah yeah he's from uh, southern california i believe yeah and dempsey's a dempsey's a texas boy so us or y'all but new york new jersey they produce some good ones too man Weird. philly's starting to get some oh yeah man they're they, but they've taken a long time to build that new england too yeah yeah so you guys wrote um where do you predict we will finish or where do you predict you'll finish i think we will finish seventh place where do you think joey where are you what are you thinking what were you eighth ninth yeah eighth and ninth where do you Fine guys think i'm oh, sorry joe where do you guys think you're gonna finish um so I had originally predicted 10th place just because with this new um, format, getting into the playoffs, uh, I was like, let's give it a year. But uh, we've looked good at, at times. And um, I've heard uh, people like it's probably just like hype of like, you know, winning two games back to back. But I've heard people be like, we could win fourth place. I'm like, I'm not sure about that. So uh, seventh would be good for us too. Um, looks like we're going to battle it out for that spot. Uh, seventh, eighth, around there. I uh, I also thought seventh. Um, my my big thing is we didn't get a a player cycle as far from the GM perspective with this new coach and this new coach needs to kind of figure out uh, what he needs and what he wants and cr- let's see how Chris Leach will deliver once again. Um, it's also going to be interesting to see. I I always say you need to give some like a team like with a new coach a minimum eight or nine game like seven to nine games before you even really get an idea and we're not there yet. And there's been injuries and there's been international break. I want to see how he's adapted because he he was able to make a big change early on. I want to see how that goes more long-term because the thing with Lucci Gonzalez is he was phenomenal for FC Dallas those first two seasons. And then the third season kind of fell off a little bit. So I just want to see if we've already kind of hit our ceiling or if this is just the beginning, but yeah, I'd say seven. Um, yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah, we could see each other in the play-in game for sure. That could definitely be a real possibility. Now for this game this weekend, what are you guys' predictions? What do you think is going to happen? Um, it looks like from what you guys are saying that we have a kind of similar play style and also uh, kind of evenly matched on the table. Um, I would be really disappointed in another draw, especially after the Toronto game. Um, but I my heart is telling me two, two and I can't, uh, I gotta go with my heart. I'm, uh, we're, we're a little out of scoring form right now and we're missing some key players. Um, part of me wants to say a two, one loss. Um, but we've been really good at home and we have made it kind of a thing this year that we want to protect the home ground. And I feel like we kind of want to bounce back after last game and we just got so many chances that we got unlucky so I'm hoping for a three-one win, but someone's telling me two-one loss. But even I don't even know if we'll get one. Is the other thing, and I know I just said three things that are completely opposite. <laughs> but... Yeah, I I think uh, I think three to one. Uh, I think I think that's a stretch. I don't, I don't think either team scores three. I really think this is going to be a one-one draw. I, I could see us. What was it? Who said two-to-one loss? Was that you, Saz? Yeah, you. I feel like if if we win, it'll be two to one. But this is a game that I'm 100 expecting to come home with at least a point. What about you, Joe? 
I got I got us with the two to one win. I think if you guys missing Montero and Gruezo, I think we're just gonna absolutely engulf your midfield. I mean, I, I like Boldy as a player, but I, you have him going up against Artur, Coco, and Herrera, he's gonna get obliterated. So I think I think it's gonna be uh, just a matter of us finishing off our chances. And not making any bonehead fucking stupid mistakes. And our goalkeeper came out and he had two of the worst games he's ever had for us. But then he bounced back with two clean sheets. So he will be critical as well as the uh, individual mistakes. But we have a, I have a different, I have a question from a new listener. So I got to ask it because I told him we answered it. Uh, Juan Mo says, what is your opinion? Joey, I'll ask you this. Your opinion of Sebas. Uh, He hasn't been performing well. If he continues, it looks like they've wasted four or five million dollars. What are your thoughts on Sebastian? Uh, I mean, I'm disappointed in him. I still think he's a good player. I just think he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. Yeah. I, I don't What's your he... guys' opinions on Sebastian? I know he scored. He scored a few goals on you guys last year. He scored a brace, yo. He is. He's our introductory music. His second goal is in our introductory music. It's a good call too by Glenn Davis. I mean, honestly, I ain't got a clue Shit. who it is. <laughs> yeah, he scored a he scored a brace in that game, that four three game last year. That was second his first goal, goals for the club. Second goal went in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Uh, you see, you just phrase it like that, and I and suddenly my memory was sparked again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember that kid now. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. Uh, that was the only game I got to see him. So again, I, I don't think it's fair to base my opinion off of that. But it'll be interesting. Hopefully. We don't see that. Let's word it this way. What are your opinions on a $4.5 million designated player showing up unfit and only getting 128 minutes over the first four games? Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> hey, uh, what about you? The poor doesn't. I think we had innocent Imagara. I don't know if oh, he was horrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, my opinion, especially because he squared against us, uh, I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else you want to say. He, but he uh, actually scored in both games too. He scored the the first goal in the second meeting we had. Yeah, I hate that. Um, so he's got three goals against you guys in two games. Yeah, it's not looking good. You're not selling it to me very well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. oops, sorry. Go ahead, Abram. No, I. I I didn't have anything else to say. I was just um, reeling in pain from his goals. Well, uh, unless you got anything else, that's going to wrap it up. It is hot as shit up here. I don't know what she's got the air on, but I'm sweating like a whore in church. <laughs> it's hot. But uh, guys, we're, we're, uh, put out your social media, and then we'll do ours, and we'll say our goodbyes. Uh, sure. So, as you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I help out with Tectonic Takes, but I got my own uh, YouTube channel and uh, website. You can find me on like uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok uh, at Aftershock San Jose or Aftershock SJ. And then if you want to go to the website that kind of has everything, Aftershock.club. Uh, but yeah, I also help out with Tectonic Takes. Dude, Aftershock reminds me of a really bad night in college. <laughs> It's probably the worst. I think I got alcohol poisoning that night. That's the most disgusting liquor I've ever had. It's worse than Goldschlager. You know, that's why that's how people describe my show. So I think it's very <laughs> fitting. Okay. So you don't have many subscribers. Yeah. No, no, not as a matter of fact. No. Yeah. You think like, you know, because we don't, what do you guys, how many podcasts are there in San Jose that do the earthquakes? Three or four? So it's probably, yeah, yeah, I think that's 
good number. Uh, I think big ones, yeah, probably three, three, four. Joey, how many big ones we got here? We got a handful. Who are the big ones? Uh, just uh, us and Bayou City Soccer are the only ones I care about. Hell yeah! <laughs> there's other ones, but fuck those guys. Yeah, there's just other ones, you. you know. But I only I only care about the ones that I'm on. <laughs> That's selfish. <laughs> okay, like, and there's 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 more. There's yeah. You know, don't don't don't, don't give them don't give them free plugs. What are you doing? Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they gotta they gotta come on here. No, we got yeah, we right. got we got a couple that uh that popped up and with the when Herrera came in, there was there's a brand new one too that just popped up. Who's uh he did who did he go and interview? He interviewed like a player or a coach. Uh, really oh, dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, he got a, he got a, he interviewed. We don't do that though. I don't know if you've heard the way I talk, but I'm not talking to players or coaches. They're not talking to me. <laughs> but uh, uh, Abram, you want to give out your social? Yeah, um, you can find my articles. Uh, on uh, Area Sports Network or on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, in French, uh, at Je suis bam, uh, J-E underscore S-U-I-S underscore B-A-M. Um, yeah, you can also find me uh, here on uh, the Tectonic Takes podcast. What does that mean, Je suis bam? I know Bon was good, like Bon Voyage, uh, Bon Chance, good luck. So Bon is, uh, does mean good, but uh, Bam is my uh, nickname oh. so it am uh just we bam is uh i am bam i am okay yeah i knew just we was bomb i was like did he say bomb or bomb or bam yeah in the french accent i had to you know stretch out the a a little That's bit right. make... joey what's uh what's your social you stud social be uh joe shabala 10 that's on twitter all right, and now let's give out our social security numbers. Let's do that next. <laughs> and that you can find the show at Dynapod, Houston Dynapod. It's like Dynamo, but with a pod at the end. But uh, boys, hey, this is a good little chat, man. And I would say best of luck to you, but I want to hold true to that two to one prediction that three of us had. After uh, after we play each other, then uh, good luck. Yeah, but you know until- what? Yeah, let's just all come out of it healthy. Yeah. And if we give Cade Cowell a, a scar on his eyebrow something to remember us by we don't we don't play that way though we're not a we're not physical so a little bit but we're not like we used to be with the stupid ass fouls but can't mess up Kate's face yeah, wait wait till you play st louis <laughs> dude do we do we play st louis joey yeah we played them twice oh, all right it's all right yo they're gonna taper oh. off we oh, can't yeah, all yeah. be scared of them they, they they started fast you know a lot of people started off real fast oh, i just mean they're, they're physical <laughs> yeah <more> <laughs> Dude, Klaus is a freaking animal up front. Oh my god, that dude's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No. Well, that's about it, boys. We all good? Yeah. All right. Well, y'all take care. All right, you too. All right. Peace out, boys. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get a second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Sebas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo.
Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people. 